I say that because he is Bigfoot. Two for Tuesdays on Monday, as Kyle Von Kubik says. And Kyle Von Kubik should be on the show today. However, he's not. I am your host, Wiggly. On the Skype pipe, we have all the way from Ireland, John E. Capcom. Yes, sir. And all the way from the same state that I live in, we have Nico Bun, Chris. Hello. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Today we're going to have, as I mentioned, a double bubble, and it's going to be a double hubba bubble bubble, gearing up for our holiday haymakers, our annual holiday haymakers. This is the third annual, fourth annual, fifth, I'm going to say it's our 10th annual holiday haymakers, because then we have pie. We did it years ago, we just didn't tell anyone about it. That's right, it was secret. We did it offline. So today we're going to, of course, talk about two shooters, two shooters. Two shitters, I should say. Are these both on at the same time? <clears throat> yeah, didn't you hear me fucking say two for Tuesdays on Monday? I hear you say that shit all the fucking time. Doesn't <laughs> mean that we do a two-game episode. Well, what do you think? You think that Biohazard... <laughs> wait, Bio Bioattack Bio is going to take a half hour? What's it going to be, a half hour of her saying it's- flagellum? It could take an hour if you get into, yes. you know, why the TurboGraph 16 save Christmas or whatever the fuck it is you got. That's true. I can't. Well, they, they dragged out Osmosis Jones for what, 70 minutes? So you might be able to pull it off, but no, it's it's not. It's not. Yeah. There's a, something you said to me weekly though last week that, uh, off air, shall we say, that inspired a, a pun that I've got here. But uh, I'll save it for later when we're talking about Okay, yeah, save it for the show. Well, I want to see about that. Today we're going to talk about two games. One is... Three. I just found out, not only was uh, Pac-Man ripped off by Puck-Man, which we knew, but also Gobble-Man. And of course, the very synonymous with the sound of eating, Hangly-Man. <laughs> Hangly-Man, yes. But uh, my favorite, and I have to find it, and if I can't find this, I'm going to bite a lead pipe and jump off the roof. It's a Pac-Man where it's Popeye's head going around eating cans of spinach. So uh, right go there. Back to Hangley, man. He sounds like a uh, you know, an evil character from Norse folklore or something. You know, uh, sounds like a pervert. Don't go into the woods, or the Hangley man will drop his hangles on. You. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To be fair, uh, I'm going to kill the mystique on this, but uh, Hangley is probably just a uh, butchered English version of a Hangri. Which is hungry. Oh, so it is. So it yeah, is. Yeah, so it makes sense. Gobble Man would be good for Namco Vember, to be honest, because, you know, gobble, 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 gobble. By the way, I was fortunate enough to be on the program with Spud and Johnny Capcom on his uh, Hit Start Now. 
And I was trying to remember some weirdo tchotchkes that they would give out when they would release an arcade game. There was a Mikey patch. We talked about Mikey before. So there would be a patch that said, Mikey, he'll steal your heart away, as uh, it says on the attract screen. But it was actually a patch in the shape of a heart with that ugly fucking looking Mikey there. Senti is one of our favorite games. So if you got Moonquake, you would get a Moonquake balloon, a Moonquake pack of matches, (laughs) wooden ones. And then you get, yes, and then you get a foam moonquake rock. And the reason that this reminds me of it is because a turkey shoot, you actually got a clear turkey button to promote uh, a 1984 turkey shoot. And the button said, uh, make your day shoot turkeys. So you get that. Oh, Nichibutsu is another one of our favorite companies. And for, yeah, for Mag Max and Roller Jammer, which we did Mag Max, yeah. You got these little Nichibutsu fuzzballs with googly eyes, but they're supposed to be owls because they have little, like, uh, white shit around them. That's probably Kyle's, like, most wanted item then, right? I've been looking for them on eBay. One thing I did get us, it's a flip book. You watch... A whole segment of Space Ace or Dragon's Lair. I was only able to score the Space Ace ones. And I have two buttons, and so I sent him one of the flip books. One of my favorites, though, Burger Time actually gave, 1983's Burger Time actually gave you a Burger Time chef's hat, paper chef's hat, with the cardboard around it like that there, then there. I can get behind that. Yeah, man. Well, now if you go and get one, it could be like someone carried a dirty tissue around in their pocket for 100 years. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So that's that. So the first one is uh, by Taito, 1983, Bio-Attack. And I probably suggested this game because I can't remember that Konami shooter where you're sort of just going through a cave and there's stalactites and stalagmites. And uh, it's a very famous... I think Scramble? Blue- that's probably it. I should kick myself in the ass for not knowing that, but it, the drugs haven't kicked in yet. So I thought, I looked at Biotech, and I've seen this before, but then when I saw that, that little diagram of a man with his knee up for some reason, like he's standing, but he has his knee up, and when I saw the perfect illustration of human anatomy, I knew I had to go for this. I'm an expert in anatomy, just like I'm an expert in geography. Scotland Yard is in Wales, which is in Ireland. So yes. I could recognize the heart the liver, I think that's no, a stomach. And then it goes up to the eyeball. This is a game that probably I'm going to talk about the most, I think. You're supposed to go through the human body. John and I talked about this offline last week. The year is 1983. I am graduating. You guys are probably negative ones. Uh, I'm a plus one. You're plus one. John? I'm minus two. You are negative two. Very good. Yeah. You probably came out that area right under the guy's stomach. You are a Taito man. Yeah, I'll go with that. So this is a shooter, and it's a vertical shooter. You're a little tiny spaceship that goes inside of a man. I don't think there's too much of a backstory on here, except that I guess the guy has viruses, so they do the fantastic voyage on you, except without Raquel Welsh, which... Woo-hoo! Yeah, Frisky Tom 2 coming in on that, that kind of flavor. <laughs> Now, does everyone remember what Fantastic Voyage is on here? But we need to tell the it's listeners. It's like um, Inner Space. Remember Inner Space? Yes. Meg Ryan yeah. and Dennis Quaid, where they're in a ship and they go, they kiss and <laughs> they transmit each other, they transmit the, the ship to each other. And the guy's like, I'm in 
a woman now. God damn it. Is that what happens? Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't fix what was inside the man. I need to fix that man. Kiss him again there. And it's just, it's one of these contractual abuses, no doubt, put in the Dennis Quaid script. But that is inner space. That is not the Fantastic Voyage. Fantastic Voyage, I don't know, somebody has uh, some type of cancerous thing that they can't cure. So, and I believe he's the professor that invest, invented this thing. You know what? I didn't watch it since the 60s. So, you know, they I make a little three. ship and they go up a guy and they go through his liver and stuff. Yeah, they go through his wrist, up through his armpit, into his heart, then down to his stomach, and up a squirrely line until they come out his eye. I think he did cry them out. Yeah, something like that. Either that or was some other people that got shrunk down. Honey, I shrunk my dick. I don't know what it was. There, but. there was also a uh, Captain N, the Game Master, based on it. I think they were going inside Dr. Light, or maybe they were going inside Mega Man. He had a computer virus, but it was Dr. Mario-themed and pretty, you know, not true to anything. Right. It was probably uh, really shit, considering it was an episode of Captain N. <laughs> and it involved Mega Man, so you gotta, maybe they were trying to cure his voice issues after smoking six packs a day. <laughs> yeah. Mega high! But as you mentioned, John, they did not build a tiny ship, which is what I thought they should have done. They actually shrunk the ship with the people as well inside of it. I figured, like, you don't want to have to try and build control decks right? all this intricate machinery on a tiny scale, unless you got tiny people to build it for you. You got nanobots, but this is way before that, so we can't do that. When are they going to remake it, huh? I don't know. They probably did with uh, American Sweetheart, The Rock. (laughs) They remade all these other things, going to the center of the earth and voyage to the 20,000 leagues and all those other things with the rock. And then they also made yeah, it with Brandon uh, Frazier. Was it Witch Mountain? Escape the Witch Mountain? Oh, they yeah. did that? Oh, yeah, they no. Did. You know, I, it's such a crush on the blonde girl in there who turns out to be like Paris Hilton's aunt or something. Okay. Yeah, it's really Not sad because she's remake. a remake. Not the remake. No. Yeah, no, yeah, because the remake, she's like 12. Well, yeah, well, she was 12, but I was 12 at the time. Just saying you shouldn't have the crush on the new one, because uh, no. the, then the, the, um, Chris Hansen's going to show up, and you're going to sit down and have some lemonade. Well, I could probably go to the Vatican City and, and get married to her, but I think they raised, raised the age. I think it was 8, now I think it's 12. I don't know. Who knows? But here's Bioattack, and you go inside the Pope. So you're going inside uh, this uh, fella, and there's a diagram of him, as I mentioned on the lower right-hand screen. What looks to be like a human... <laughs> Looks like a stick figure that you went into Photoshop and put a white stroke around. There's a fella, you go into his wrist, I guess, or his hand or whatever it is, and you start going up this bloodstream, which, of course, everyone knows that you have the flagellum. Is that what it's called, those hairy things in your lungs? I thought they were cilia. That's it. Flagellum are the... The wiggly things on, like, amoebas and stuff. Well, not amoebas. Parameciums. Right, The right. things that they actually move with. Ah, uh, yes. That's or maybe what... they're ganglia. I think ganglia are the lung things. So it's those. <laughs> Dang, so, dangly bits. It's dangly yeah, bits. It's some type of shit you get hung up on, and it's sticking out of the walls of his... I'm not sure if it's a vein or an artery, okay? I don't remember. What goes to the heart? That thing. I think it's called Scotland well, he's Yard. He's only got one of them, according to the map. To his stomach... Well, to his heart, to his heart, and then then to his stomach. Uh, He must go in an artery, and then he goes in a vein up to his uh, eyeball, which everybody's the other way around. Veins come back, I think. Whatever it is, it's got more Satan's in it than Satan's hollow. I mean, I don't know (laughs) what kind of disease that is, but... Here's the thing I was saving, all right? Yes. I think based on something Wiggly said, I came up with a term for these. I want to call them 
Hemogoblins. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's, you should have saved that for your movie title. That also would have been a great clue. They are hemoglobins that you first face. You're a ship. You're a spaceship. It's a pretty narrow cavern. You do have the ability to go fast or slow to an extent. So you could pull back on a stick and stay at the bottom and it makes the enemies come up slower, but not slow enough. Or you could let it in the middle and you're going to go pretty fast or you could push it forward and then your ship's going to go forward a bit. You also have this, um, how much air your ship has. I don't know why <laughs> your ship has air until you get to the heart and then you get more air. <laughs> of course, you get the air from the heart and then you get the air from the stomach. Does everybody know your stomach's full of air you would want to breathe? Totally. Don't worry about the air if you want to play. You know, people might want to try this for a 1983 classic to see what type of shooters we were dealing with. Remember, we were manly men back in the day. Only men were in the arcade. We only oh, God. No. Like, you're not lying, though, right? Because this yeah. game is like coming out with a trench in World War One. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and that's it. They liked war games and they liked shooters. You press start immediately something's <laughs> coming to kill you no time to breathe a pitchfork uh, and then yeah. you're looking you're looking for tiny fried eggs to fill your oxygen <laughs> up for some reason yes i thought they just gave you 200 points but they fill your oxygen up don't I worry about so that. yeah don't i definitely went for those and green bar filled back up so. okay well you don't have to worry about oxygen your entire time while you're trying to get to the eyeball in the first round maybe when you turn it over three or four times You'll never turn it over unless you're nope. some type of crazy person. <laughs> Let's get right into the uh, one slug section of the show so we just know where people got on this. Well, this is the part of the show where we say, well, we had one slug, we put it in, and how far did we get? Level one, level two, half a level, that type of thing. Johnny Capcom. This game was an insta-death for me. Um, <laughs> it reminded me of I Want to Be the Guy and stuff like that. Uh, I think I put a credit in and it was gone maybe 30 seconds later. And that's about the last uh, time you played it too, right? I didn't get to the shoulder, let alone to the heart. Okay, that's uh, understandable. I really wanted to try to get to the eyeball for the people. I didn't know if it was going to be a brain or an eyeball. I was happy it was an eyeball. It was pretty interesting at that point as well, and shitty as well. Chris, uh, how, what's your one slug going to happen? I got to where it goes from being relatively straight to being slanty, which I think is as you're rounding the curve of the shoulder, even though the... <laughs> Was the opposite way. The, the, yeah, yeah, it's going opposite directions. But yeah, I got that far. I think that was my best. It was all. It still took like my second slug to get that yeah. far, but I, uh, I got decently close to that on the first one. So yeah, I'd say around the shoulder is about my uh, about your average. I got to the heart once. Yeah, that was enough. Heart, heart yeah, is oh, you easy see one organ, you've seen them all. <laughs> We're done here. Especially these. My one slug, to be fair, with the three life setting. I was able to get past the heart and I actually got to the liver and the liver is, I mean, I keep saying a liver. I wish it was a liver. I, the stomach is like impossible. Then I turned it up to six slugs because you have a three or six setting for lives. You have to be really dedicated to want to play an old game like this. There's no nostalgia that's going to happen with this for you unless you were insane back in the arcade days because <laughs> I would have gone on to Star Castle or something else, or even things that were more difficult than this that would have been a little bit more interesting. The only way that you could be nostalgic for this game if it was the only game in the prison you were in. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Military. You That's know, true. It's yes. Like, why would you choose this over yeah. like games? Wasn't Defender out by then? Eighty-three. 
Uh, it's certainly around that time, and they didn't have a lot of turnover in arcades in the 80s. Once we started getting towards the late 80s and the 90s, then you had a bigger turnover of titles that they only kept ones that made a lot of money. But you used to just have space fillers, things that people set their cigarettes on and, and Coca-Colis. But let me just oh. talk about this a little bit uh, real quick and get this over the way so we could talk about the other title. Because we're almost done with the show. Shit, you're right. I suck it trying to keep on time so there's these little ganglia they can show you slow you down on the edges and they, they actually come in handy at times it's kind of hard to evade the enemies on screen as you mentioned the first ones are little demons that throw pitchforks at you the problem with this is these guys move around like crazy and you don't have some type of automatic fire your firing's very erratic if you press it once you'll shoot very far if you hammer on it you might only shoot really close to you it's very forgiving as far as how close the enemies can be to you if you're holding off on your shot to shoot them right when they're next to you. It is not forgiving whatsoever the hit detection around your ship. You could be dodging a projectile like a pitchfork or a reverse pitchfork that later gets thrown by little sprout of the Jolly Green Giant, and that's on your way up to the eyeball. These levels are pretty difficult, but if you learn how to mitigate your space on the screen as far as when to pour on the gas and when to pull back, that's what allows you to win at this. But even that being said, sometimes the guys can move uh, quite quickly and blow your ship up. What it reminded me of was um, Kyle and uh, Scott, a guy who I know through other podcasts, um, often talk about growing up and watching this channel in New York called Picks. Mm. And Don't just say that, like, me. I made a whole parody of picks. Well, this is the thing. I didn't know whether you were uh, in the area. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, WPIX yeah. Channel 11. I had cable. A lot of people didn't have cable. My dad worked for PPNL, which is the power company in Pennsylvania. One day, he brought home the bucket truck, and he ran cable to our house. <laughs> <laughs> and we had free cable for about 23 years. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But um, they often said, like when you played the video games on the TV, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, because you had to, it was to press the button or whatever. Yeah. It just gets it to kids. Every time you say picks or something, yep. someone to press the button, and the kids just go picks, 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 picks. Yeah, exactly. This is what this reminded me of. Yes, this is like you just have to press the button. The minute the game starts, you got to start hammering that fire button to try and get anywhere. You really do. You really do. And then you just try to make your ship go back and forth. Once you get past the armpit, the armpit's a little bit easier than the straightaway, even though there's three uh, hobgoblins. Is that what you call them? Hemoglobins. Hemoglobins. I found it easier to get past that stage. Once I got to the armpit uh, area where it's a little slanty, I felt pretty good. And then once I got to the heart, it was no problem. I set it so that I, I think it's default to give you an extra ship at 50,000 or 5,000, whatever number it is with a five. That's where I would get an extra ship. So I could be at seven ships by the time that I would get to the stomach. So once you get to the heart, it's, it's very simple. There's a bunch of little frogs jumping around or something in front of this heart. The heart is stopped. Your little lub dubs or pumps supposed to be pumps i don't know what the fuck they really look like pistons i guess actually they look like upside down t's yeah the, this heart brought to you by the letter t <laughs> there you and go. the number two because there are two of them that's right it's stuck it's stuck in some type of we don't know what 
whatever they could make a pixel out of a big giant thing of white that has a little nuclei type of thing in it but that plays no part in it and all you have to do is shoot the goop maybe about i don't know between six and ten times and then it but boingas now the heart's thumping and it does thump like tank then you go past that and now you're in this part where you're going against different types of splitting whatever splits I guess a cell, but these are like star, sh- star, sh- star cells. She sells star sh- cells by the shit sh- storm. Yeah, they, they look like amoeba to me. That's what I was they calling do. them in my uh, my playthrough. Yeah, they they do look like amoebas. And if you shoot them in the middle, they'll split in half. And that's where you have to watch. Do not try to shoot the first one because for some reason you cannot hit him unless you get the luck of the Irish because it is almost impossible to split him. The other guys you could pretty much line up with and you try to shoot for their middle. They have a really tiny dot in there and that's where you could split them and then try to destroy its twin. Not too many tips on this. It's not too hard. If you can line up with them, you're good. My tip is don't play it. (laughs) Yeah, ultimately. There's a branching path. Go through the little path because it's easier to line up those shots and then bang your uh, control stick to the left and you'll be able to start shooting the guys um, uh, that uh, pop up next. Those guys are pretty easy to get by and then you have this long tube that goes to the stomach where nothing's happening. The stomach is the part that stopped me several dozen times because I really wanted to beat this game for our listeners. Uh, Don't ask me why. I don't know. It reminded me of Atari Pinball for the home. <laughs> it was so so rudimentary, except Atari Pinball is good. This one is not so great. So there you have these amoeba blobs that come at you. And my God, they home in on you like insanity. I could deal with that even when they're homing in on you to try to try to back up try to and there's there must be like eight of them somewhere around there eight doesn't really fucking matter but then these fireballs start coming down from the top and you cannot thread the needle on these fireballs although it looks like you can and once again the hit detection that fireball doesn't have to be very near you for your ship to blow up so not only do you have to try to move around and kill all these things that move much faster than your ship and home in on your ship and can come up from the bottom can come from the side and can come from anywhere to murder your ship they go out two at a time to seek you out but then these fireballs start falling from the ceiling and you have to destroy the nucleus uh, thingy mabob in the middle if you just try to go past it you'll blow up even though there's plenty of room to go past it and that takes like 20 hits to defeat so this game sucks balls at that part i finally was able to beat it and that's when i shit my pants then you (laughs) take a long 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 windy road up to the eyeball and as i mentioned you fight little sprout from the jolly green giant but he's throwing pitchforks at you but they're backwards i don't know why you would want to try to get hit with the ass end of a trident instead of the three prongs but you know he's dumb then you go up to the eyeball there's a bunch of snakes going around in your eyeball and they're in a maze basically but you can't touch the sides it's really it's really rough you have to sort of operation it and shoot the snakes there's actually an eyelid it's just a door that goes over top the eye at the top the eyeballs at the top of the screen and there's eyelids that come in from the side which once again are lines so every time he closes his eye it gets dark in there you can still see the shit flowing around him. but then once you defeat the snakes you get up to the top and don't try to get out don't try to go out through his eye you have to time it just right so that 
his eye is wide open when you try to get your ship out and then you turn the game over and you start over with a harder level. Bioattack 1983 Taito, don't play it. My recommendation would be if you find a complete vintage Bioattack uh, arcade and it's a nice cabinet, do not feel bad about ripping the innards out of it and making a name cabinet out of it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. And remember, it is a vertical, so you can put a nice vertical shooter in there. Yeah. What's the other game we're going to talk about? Cosmo and his gang. Cosmo Gang the Video. That was 1991, Namco? Yeah, 91, yeah, I think 92 was the quiz. Oh, I mean the puzzle, not the, yeah. not the quiz, the puzzle. Now, why is it called the video? That's weird. That's because it was a follow-up to Cosmo Gang, which was a uh, light gun game that sped out tickets. The whole deal was you had these five little boxes down at the bottom. It was like a flat... Well, it was kind of slanted table. And then there were like five little alien dudes up at the top. These guys come down on tracks. They're trying to get the uh, little crates from you. It's supposed to be crates of energy or something. They're mm-hmm. basically transformers stealing energon or some nonsense. Right. As you hit them with a light gun, uh, they slide back. I forget if you can knock them off the back edge. Basically, the longer you hold out, the more tickets you get. And then you can get some finger puppets or a switchblade comb. Or if you're really good, some uh, three-year-old taffy. Kyle loved the original one with the UFOs that you would shoot. These were live, like, puppets on the board, and you would shoot these UFOs, and he would always say it's like Space Invaders, but then you shoot, you know, it's, it's live, live action, maybe you could say. There was, like, one big honking UFO uh, up top. It looks like it had lights in it, if you look at the cabinet and mm-hmm. blank, blanked and stuff. It was, like, their little boss, and... He was yelling at him and whatnot. But the, the little guys are the little frog-looking pink dudes with the blue outfits. So I think they're robotic, too. Basically, the idea was the UFO dropped them off to steal the energy for the UFO. And the UFO that is up top fits his whole thing with the aesthetic that is cool. See, it's the, one of the like typical saucer with bubbles going on UFOs, like the big bubbly dome on top. And- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, for people that don't know what a redemption machine is, is well, like you mentioned, it gives out tickets. So, but it, it they're mostly like uh, when you go to the fair, maybe you throw a ball in a hula hoop, or maybe you'll knock some balls that bounce around and try to fall into a tic tac toe, or you'll play tic tac toe against a chicken, which. <laughs> That was real. If you didn't know about that, that happened at Darney Park. There would be an actual chicken in a box, a real chicken in a box out in the summer. uh, And you would put a quarter in and you would play tic-tac-toe against him. And if he beat you, then he got his little feed. Yeah, like that's a redemption that's a, machine in that, right? Sounds like a evangelical Christian answer to a love tester. It is. That's true. What sex yeah. is my baby going to be? Let's go to Dorney Park and ask the chicken. There were a lot of games like this, and you didn't necessarily have to get tickets out of it. Knobles Grove had tons of them, so I played a lot when I was a kid. I've mentioned a lot of them before, the arm wrestling and things like this, but you didn't have a screen like the, the Sega version that would come out way later. It would just be this piece of plaster that you'd arm wrestle. One of my favorites was Shake Hands with Uncle Sam. It was Uncle Sam in his outfit. It was red, white, and blue. And then he had his hand stuck out because he wants to shake your hand or whatever you want to put in his hand. And there was like a... <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. And, there were, and, and his hand had like a scissor, tin shears, maybe on the on the bottom of his hand was this, you know, this flap. So when you'd squeeze it, you'd try to squeeze that flap up into his hand. And then that 
test your strength and things like that. And you'd all have all different types of strength test machines, punch this fucking thing and break your hand, or... Did they have Sonic Blastman? Yeah, but that... They had that, sure, but that was a long time later. I'm talking about... Uncle Sam was, like, 1902. Who brought that in? Was it Nijibutsu? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. It's, a, it's companies that are long since folded. There was this other one... Uh, oh, they had blow machines. Test your lung strength! Uh, so you'd actually blow... <laughs> To see how long you could blow for, those only lasted about six years in the early 1900s. That was like a repurposed breathalyzer, basically. Exactly, except it, you know, went ding ding. I just like to think that the lowest rate you can get is Victorian chimney sweeps. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's one below that, tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah. black lung coal miner, because it was in the coal regions. I don't remember seeing any of those there. They had the penny art, uh, the, the penny movies where you'd watch girl do uh, the dance of the seven veils and things like this, or Popeye or uh, Felix the Cat or something of that nature. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of lineage here with carnival games, like you mentioned. And uh, the heyday, at least in America, well, in Japan too, was kind of late 90s, really early aughts when arcade games were kind of getting phased out as consoles were more and more and more prevalent. This is how arcades would stay afloat. And then, you, you know, you get your ticket, you turn it for prize. And then also kind of related to crane machines because they both kind of sprang off the whole pachinko, put stuff in to get more out and then keep doing that. Indeed. And let's not forget about Skee-Ball. Skee-Ball's good. Skee-Ball's awesome. Skee-Ball is very popular in your part of America, right? Well, you could say that, yeah. I mean, there's always someone on the lanes. Yeah, if Keith were here, he would be all about it, too, because like, that's a Jersey Shore thing way up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it, too, because uh, I liked to get the snake that you didn't know was, is it a straw? Do you wiggle it around and it whistles? It's this hollow plastic straw with a snake mouth that is crinkly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I, for a second, I thought you were talking about like the, the water worm ones, which is just, it's basically a balloon with water in it, and you squeeze it, and it's vaguely a... Uh, not the uh, lewd. <laughs> no, no, that's not the one. In Kmart, we used to sell this thing that would slip out of your hand. Is that what you're talking about? The thing that slips out of your hand if you try to grab yeah. it? Oh, yeah, yeah, and people would stick their dicks in it, yeah. Of course. <laughs> or, or you'd slip it down and dangle it out your fly. And just, yeah. <laughs> right, right. We had those when I was 13. Would the people would warm it up in the microwave? No, you, you'd have to you, you'd have to put it on a stick and then over a campfire for a little while. That's <laughs> so let's talk about the the video because the video yeah. must be great. If Kyle loved the Redemption one, the video must good. be awesome. I liked it. Oh my god, I hated it. Uh, yeah, I played it all the way through, and then I had to cleanse my palate by playing Space Invaders '95. I didn't yeah. love it, but I liked it. Okay. It's weird. At first, I was like, oh, cool, another Space Invaders 95. And obviously, this came out, was it four years earlier? 91? It's cool for the first two or three levels. Mm -hmm. But after a while, something really started to bother me. And that was, one, the backgrounds were boring. Two, they all had the same horizon line. Every single setting has the same horizon line. And I was just like, that's just placeholder to me. Placeholder backgrounds that they just recycled over and over again. Right. And yeah. a, big part, a big part of a single screen game like this for me is cool backgrounds and you gotta put some real estate back there, you know, uh, to make me happy to see everything. And uh, it just didn't work for me in that respect. You could get away with that with the early games, like <laughs> like Bio Attack and uh, something like that, where 
the limitations were there. But like by '91, like there was games that had great backgrounds. You could do a lot more than what they were doing in a Cosmo Gang the video. Eventually, you do get into space, and they just get rid of the horizon line altogether, so the backgrounds are even worse. But and then every now and then you have the intermissions, the that where the the gang is trying to come down and steal your energy, and there is voice, go get them, and oh no, and I give up. Oh, that was one of the things. Whenever you get your special power, your special power. This, so this is a combination of like Galaga and Space Invaders. It's very much like Galaga as the enemies come on screen. You know, what it really reminded me of was um, Space Harrier. Because Kinda, yeah. you sort of saw the characters way in the background that were going to come around. You couldn't yeah, shoot them when they love, were back. I love that effect. I thought it was yeah. really cool. It, yeah. it, this had all the makings of a fantastic game like Space Invaders 95 was. But then again, I went back and I played Space Invaders 95 and I got uh, a little burnt out on that even halfway through. Um, then I went back and played Space Invaders 94, which was uh, Space Invaders DX, and we talked about that on Hit Start Now, which had three versions of Space Invaders, and one was the, what did they call it? We'll just say it was the furry version. It wasn't, but that's oh, what was... Oh, the parody version. Parody, parody. Is, um, a uh, Kiwi, and then... Yeah, New Zealand Story and all that rest. Some other characters happened later, but the problem with that one was is that it was just Space Invader with a skin on it, so it was the same... Pew, 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 pew. Da, 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 da. Nothing special about it. What's weird is actually, this one reminded me of uh, Cosmo Gang video. It actually did remind me of Space Invaders 91, which was, of course, the peer of this game. I don't even know if peer is the right thing for a game, but um, yeah, it came out the same year. And, You're roboting out. It reminded me a lot of Space Invaders 91, which is also called the Majestic 12 in Japan. Right. But, like the cattle mutilation bonus stage I found, found was very similar to the bonus stages in this game where they're trying to steal your energy, stuff like that. Yeah, and those had really big sprites. And then after 91, it sort of like took a shit for a while and then came back in 95. Yeah. It's kind of weird how that happened. That, that was a pretty good one in 91. I, I love 91. I was like, that's probably still my favorite Space Invaders game. And that has sort of the aesthetic that Kyle likes. The reason he enjoys this game is because it has that UFO aesthetic with the saucer-shaped flying saucer, but then the three balls on the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. So that is a great aesthetic. I think the game looks really nice. Like you said, over time, unfortunately, it doesn't change very much. But then there are those parts where you have the Cosmo gang and, and he's sending his thugs down to gather your energy which sometimes is a box sometimes it's a barrel and sometimes it's a i don't know food and you're this squirt gun you're you, well basically <laughs> that is the original cosmo gang you're okay. one of the light guns from that and okay. it, it, those are the crates it's a top-down view ish sort of thing instead of the with the machine you were behind the gun and looking kind of up on a slant at him. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's basically the same. It's so what did you up? like about this game, Chris? You seem to like it the best. I'm not going to lie. I did get bored of it. I actually, I don't think I finished it. I was maybe 10 levels away from the end, to be honest. But I, I like the cute characters. The music was pretty decent, too. It didn't really grab on my nerves. But I do definitely agree that the backgrounds could have used some thing. I like when the, the little panels were falling down. I don't know if they actually powered you up at all. Like the jets you got off the one enemy did. But I like that you could fire those and bounce those back up. I think they were just bonus points. But I did like that you could keep those juggling while you were doing work. Right on. 
What I didn't care for was, like in uh, Galaga, you can shoot uh, the ship, which you shoot Cosmo, I guess. And he goes, I give up. And he dumps down these booster jets that you put on your ship. And I didn't like that when you got hit, you were destroyed. When you have those yeah, booster jets that on. Yeah, that should have been an extra hit. I agree with you there. Yeah, it's kind of shitty. That was the thing, like, with this game, there was a lot of swarming. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. Galaga is where the kind of play mechanics come from. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it was a little bit more unfair than Galaga is. Well, was. here's why. Because Galaga, everybody comes on screen, they do their little circles, they do their little loop-de-loops and their patterns, and then you fight what's on screen. Here, they come on, you're fighting them, and now more are coming on and swirling and doing their patterns. That's not right. They'd be dive-bombing you, and then as they're dive-bombing, other characters would be firing at you, and these weapons need to be homing in on you. Exactly. Where'd these guys come from? Don't call your cousins, have them fight. <laughs> it's not Katamari. <laughs> no. I really actually did like the invader, I guess for lack of a better word, the invader designs. I thought they were kind of cool. They reminded me a little bit of Hudson uh, design style, like with the big eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a little bit. I really enjoyed that there's one invader style and they're in like an armored suit. And you shoot them, and the the suit falls off, and the guy goes, "Okay, I'm done," and like runs away in his underwear. And he trips. He's in yeah. completely different aspect space type of thing, and then all of a sudden he trips, and he's just like sideways on the screen. Yeah, yeah, that was really funny. I liked those boxes that would appear, and they would start to explode, and they would send out like a triple or quad beam or something when they exploded down at you. But if you could shoot them first and destroy them, they would actually shoot their spread shot at the enemies. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was shitty when they shot at you because that was hard to avoid, but when you were able to get to the boxes before they blew up, you could take out pretty many enemies on screen. It's not a bad game. It's just, it's not, it's not as good as it could have been. But I'll say this, I'm pretty sure if I played this game when it came out, I would have loved it. Yeah, I hear you. What would have aided that would have been the fact that I would have only been able to play one credit and get to, say, level two or three. Uh, My impression of it would have been this game that I played for five or six minutes that was really cool and had great animations. What were our one slugs for this one? (sighs) You know what? I forgot. I think I made it to stage four. Four. Yeah, that sounds about what I did. I know I hit three or four, but I, I ran into some stuff that I really shouldn't have. I wish I wasn't paying attention. I took a break. I played Space Invaders 95, and then I beat that. Then I went back to it. I played through the entire game. Then after I got done with that, I hated it so much, I went and played Best Bout Boxing by Jalico, which is an incredibly difficult and cheap game, but yet I played through that and I beat it. <laughs> Then I like the uh, the Sega boxing game from back in the day. It was a title round or title bout. When it came out, shields. yeah, it came out as Buster Douglas for the Genesis. It has a lot more variety of boxers trying to ape off of Punch Out a little bit, except they're not so extreme. But I played as Abdullah the Butterbean Butcher. What? And, yeah, <laughs> he's a guy. actual name. No, but I think his name was Rip. I think that was the name Rip. Based off the, uh, the, of course, the character, lead character from the classic 1980s film, No Holes Barred. Maybe that is it. I'm not sure. But they had a Rocky type of guy in there. They had a Taekwondo. They had a Korean guy, which is so easy to beat that Japan must have hated Korea at the time. I don't know what was going on between them. At the them. time? Oh, yeah, they still hate 
they hate them all the time. Okay. But some of the Korean characters, like, say, in the Neo Geo games, are actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the King of Fighters series, is some, the Korean team is great. So, I don't know, maybe they've a mixed uh, dev team. I don't know. This guy got knocked out immediately. But this Abdullah the Butcher Butterbean guy, he looks like Butterbean. His, it actually looks like Big Daddy V. His tits go all the way around to the back. But he has huh. the cuts on his forehead like Abdullah the Butcher. I would recommend to not play that as well. <laughs> It does play a little bit like Buster Douglas, except very fast, and you can sort of go around the corners, and there's a lot of super moves that are involved, but a very cheap game really would steal your quarters. Then I wanted to play the 1992 follow-up to Cosmo and the Gang Puzzle, which is sort of like a Tetris. There's two, only two types of blocks, a block and a gang. And you try to line up the blocks so that they can clear each other, but they can only clear each other if you take one of the gang members and he could zigzag and eat other gang members. And then when the blocks drop, then they can clear out rows and stuff like that. That left such a bad taste in my mouth that I went on to play Blackheart by UPL. 1991, it was a shooter. It's pretty horrible. (laughs) It looks really pretty, but it's a really shitty game. I don't even want to talk about it. Then today I thought, oh, you know what? I didn't play Cosmo, the gang, the puzzle. So I went back to play it again today, and then I said, oh, yeah, no, I did play that. So then I ended up, to clear my palate of remembering that I played it, I played Car Polo by Exidy from 1824, I think. It looks like something from the Atari 2600 release game. You're just a car, and then there's this like giant ball and two nets. And it's funny because I was on the red team, and there's blue, red against blue. So if you're a red team, what net do you try to get the polo ball into? The blue net, right? You try to get in. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, you have to get in your red net. So, (laughs) And it takes about 20 minutes to score once. But I beat it one to zero, so you can't go wrong there. Do you have any more to say about Cosmo and uh, his gang, the video? Not really, although if you want to get the Cosmo gang, the puzzle experience for yourself, you can pick up Pack Attack because it's the same game. They just reskinned it. I had a lot more fun with Pack Attack. They might they might have updated some stuff when they uh, put it on console, but yeah. It's I was so disappointed thing. with... I. You know, both of these titles I was expecting so much from, especially Namco, and they're cutesy things. That's the thing we were talking about before, manly man games. You had uh, war type of games and you had shooters. Pac-Man came along and everybody in the United States and all the arcade owners and the arcade purchasers, the whatever you call these in-between people, they said, this is going to be shit. No one's going to want this. They said, it's too cutesy. Guys want to play macho games. And then, of course, everybody ended up playing it. Teenagers, uh, women, girls, uh, men. And why do ladies like to play Pac-Man? They could get eaten three times for a quarter. Ah, never gets old. Good Pac-Man joke. Well, that's a joke rooted, of course, in the the designer's observation, wasn't it? Or something like, he just went, I'm going to make a game about eating, because that's what women like. (laughs) (laughs) Eating ghosts. Eating ghosts. I don't think that's real. (laughs) 
I was really expecting a lot out of these titles, uh, being cutesy and also being shooters, and Amco being very good at both. And then the puzzle game just was even crappier, I thought. I thought, this is a terrible puzzle game. Compared to other games that might or might not have been out around the same time, like uh, Puyo Puyo, Mean Bean Machine. Yeah, but but Puyo Puyo was the original Japanese game. Oh, yeah, the the full series. And then, you know, you had Columns and you had all these other titles. Now, like I said, I don't know what years they came out, but of course you had Tetris and whatnot. So they tried to put a a unique spin on it, but to me it just didn't work. It didn't really pay off, and none of these paid off. And that's why it should have said a payoff machine. And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see. Hello, I am T.T. Schmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. Does anybody have movie names? Because I don't. The two games here. Come up with one for Cosmo Gang the Video. Okay, let's hit it. Cosmo Gang the Video, previously in cinemas. <laughs> See, get it? Yes, in the, in the in the foyer foyer of the <laughs> cinema. It's a format joke. All right, I'll do one for uh, Bioattack then. Okay. Bioattack, leaving you green with envy and chlorophyll for some reason. <laughs> He does have chlorophyll as his... Uh, yeah, like all of his skin and flesh cells are green for some reason. I'm like, that, 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 well, no wonder you sent us in. There's definitely something going on here. Bioattack, you will believe a man can cry. Cause You're hissing out like a robot. You will believe a man can cry. Right, but why? You know, like the Superman thing. Because of the eyeball. Remember you said earlier on? It's a full circle joke, I believe. The guy cried at the ship. All right, take it easy yeah. there. What, did you eat your Irish oats this morning? I didn't. I ate uh. German oats. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. Well, there's two games for you. And, <laughs> and John was right. We went way long. But that'll prepare you for what I'm sure is going to be doubly, doubly long for our big holiday haymakers. Because this year, it's going to be incredibly special. We're going to have tag teams one tag team will consist of the we talk games tag team the other tag team will consist of two members from another video gaming or some type of gaming podcast that talks about video games so you better get excited for that put on three pairs of underwears and a sock because you're going to jit your pants did you get a actual tag team you know whoop there it is you get them for one of them or no uh, the Baja men. Baja men. That- Do you know how big the Baja is? And it's mostly desert. There's a lot of places to hide a body. <laughs> Not that I would know firsthand. So you saying the Bahamas were like a vigilante gang looking for, for someone who may or may not have released canines into the wild. Basically, they're the antithesis of PETA, which we really need in the world. So I, I would say they're heroes. I'm for the Humane Society, not for PETA. Except for if you want a PETA, PETA, PETA bed. Or yeah. pita 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 bread. Go to the go to the pita pit and put something in your pita. I was gonna do something with <laughs> pee in there, but I ran out of material. 
What I'm going to tell you now about Baja men and all that is get ready for a holiday haymakers. Pow, 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 pow. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Pow, pow. Puck you in the face. And not only that, Jingle Bell is a great song. It's good all the way through. Baja men who let the dogs out had a great hook. And then it'd break into like this violin orchestra ballad which go-go dancers had to dance to that song because everybody loved it. And then they had to do like, you know, interpretive jazz dance during (laughs) those other parts. And it's just like that song, I Get Knocked Out. I get knocked out. I get up again. You ain't never going to fuck with me. I'm going to fucking kill you. I get a pizza pie. I get a chummy cake. I get a flower. I get a chummy boo. I get doo-doo. I got a lot I get knocked out. I fucking pick you up. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. Tune in for Holiday Haymakers, where we're going to punch something, not books, and tag team, and all that, and we hope that you like us. Bye-bye. I have not been entirely truthful with you. I did gagoogity that girl. I gishmoigity her geflavity with my googus. And I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs>